This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Nice to be here. How are you? My name is Vinny White. I'm on for the next hour here on News Talk 1010. You can get in touch with the show, 416-872-1010, and you can text me on 71010. It's a news and views cheese platter served with hunks of warm news with opinion chutney. The Vinnie White Show. Good evening. Uh, it's still nice out. Gorgeous, isn't it? Two weeks ago, it was snowing, and now it's uh, it was knocking on 40 degrees at some points this weekend. And that is not a complaint. You don't do things by halves, do you? Hmm? Um, I drove back today from Ottawa. I was in Ottawa for the weekend. And a uh, gorgeous drive. And whenever I do this drive normally, because I used to live in Ottawa, so I go there quite a lot to see old buddies and stuff. Yeah, I've actually got some. Me. Um, whenever I do this drive, I normally stop, you know, along the way on the en route. The en route is a brand name, by the way, for uh, a large service station with restaurants. They're across Ontario. Um, polished tables, you know, big windows. They're, they're nice in some senses, easy to find ATMs. You can get your gum and Gatorade at The Market. They all contain a little shop called The Market. It's basically a convenience store called The Market. I don't know why it's called The Market, because it's impossible to haggle for a pig in there. Uh, the bathrooms are clean, I'll give them that. Well, they, well, they were today, and uh, well-equipped. And you can dry your hands in 10 seconds flat on Dyson's Airblade hand dryers. I tried to rip it off the wall because I want a bomb for home, but they're very expensive. The problem is with the en route, and you'll know this if you drive a lot across Ontario, is um, they're entirely interchangeable with one another. So every single one looks the same. So it's a little disorientating, really. Particularly when you step out of your car and you're in exactly the same place that you pulled out of about three hours ago. Sometimes with the same people in them. Freaks me out. Now, while it would be sort of comforting to know exactly where the bathroom is, I suppose there is a bonus there. Be you in, you know, Mallorytown or Morrisburg. It starts to take the sense of adventure out of travel, you know? Remember the old days? You could stop and you might have, like, there might be a place with the best cherry pie and the other one might have a great curry. And places were run, not merely staffed. That's the difference. They were run by locals, not merely staffed by locals. Locals who uh, would probably be more engaged if they were working for themselves instead of making minimum wage by pouring coffee. Or actually, I should imagine, being that they're very often in the middle of nowhere, they're on more than minimum wage. Let me know if you've ever worked at an en route, how much you got per hour. I'd be quite interested. You deserve a lot because you deal with the grumpiest people in the world. Uh, also, there seems to be some sort of force field outside every en route that keeps good-looking people from setting foot in them. Have you noticed that? Freak show. Uh, perhaps it's the fact that the food is mostly unhealthy. I bought an apple in the market and the staff seemed surprised there was no barcode on it. So I decided this time, having stopped at one just outside Ottawa, well, you know, on the 401, the nearest one to Ottawa, I thought, no, no. And I went to, uh, when it was sort of lunchtime, I was on my own, and I just thought, oh, I can't be doing with these places. So I took, uh, I went off the highway to Thousand Islands just before Kingston and went to a place called Rockport, which is great. I loved it. I had fish and chips, chat with a few locals. 
I learned about the smuggling during the um, during Prohibition. Apparently, they used to hide whiskey underneath the church <laughs> and then smuggle it out to Murica. And, uh, yeah, fascinating place. Absolutely gorgeous. Sat in the sun. Paid probably less than I would for a meal if I went to en route. And felt like I'd had a day out. So, well done, Ontario. I mean, they serve a purpose, those en routes. But if you want my advice, it's worth spending a bit of time getting off that highway and exploring. Yeah. Ontario. Yours to discover. I sound very corporate today, don't I? Uh, Pat's pressing buttons over there. Looks... uh, Looks reasonably happy, if a little disinterested. Anything going on over there, mate? I always like to bring you in and let people know that you are here. Hello. I think, you know, it's nice to have you. Um, You'll be helping me press buttons throughout this show and making it the cutting edge, sharp and hilarious one-stop shop that it is. Yeah? Indeed, absolutely. Cheers, mate. I'm going to talk about the census, which I finally did this week, late. And I'm going to talk to the news junkie that is, Amanda Capito, as well as some other treasures, including a Bible has been released full of emojis. Yes, Bible emoji, scripture for millennials. Uh, First text says, you're great, Vinny, but this weather is terrible, way too hot, even humid. And it's not even summer yet. Great Canadian history lesson you had this week. I just, I don't think we've got the right to call this terrible. What would you rather, that person, text me back, minus 40 or plus 40? And I'm going to assume that you have the access to air conditioning and heating. How is that even a question? I would rather it be minus 40. Really? 100%. There's no, I don't even have to think about it. You could get put more clothes on and warm up, but once it gets to a certain temperature, once it's so hot, there's nothing you could do. Wow. Minus 40 or plus 40? Actually, this question even works for Americans because minus 40 in Celsius is minus 40 in Fahrenheit. Who knew? How did that work? I could explain it, but A, it's boring, and B, I need graphics. (laughs) Fair enough. I wasn't that interested, honestly. (laughs) I love it. I love it, mate. Yeah. I love it when you push the show in a direction that you don't want it to go. That is quality producing. You know what? It's weird, my relationship with you, though. I do love you. I don't know what I'd do without you. Sometimes when you go for a pee or a coffee and I'm left talking to a blank window, well, just with a mild reflection of myself, I think, what on earth am I doing? I do bring a bit of sanity to the empty office building that we're in. Yeah, I think that's it because it's so quiet on the weekends. In fact, I used to work for a radio station that played music and they had a cardboard cutout of a listener so that when, because I don't know if you know this, but in the radio world, you're taught to say things like you instead of you people, unless you're Mike Bullard, in which case you do what you want. But um, so, for example, when you say, if you're working on cheesy radio, like playing, you know, Brian Adams or whatever, and um, Sarah McLaughlin, which is sort of, you know, a lot, a lot of middle of the road uh, Canadian radio, you're encouraged to say things like, I don't know what you guys, oh no, that's not right. Sorry, I don't know what you are doing this weekend. See, I'm not, I'm not exactly polished. I don't know what you are doing this weekend, but the weather's going to be fantastic. You know, that kind of thing. You make it personal. Exactly. Conversation. Instead of saying, hey, l- listeners, like no one wants to be called listeners. You don't want to otherize yeah, the exactly, audience. Exactly. And that's what they teach you. Obviously, I didn't go to radio school. You've probably heard this show. But 
I found that when I did that brief bit of music radio, it was actually quite helpful to have a cardboard cutout of a woman. And she was supposed to be our demographic. You know, she was just about 40. She had a bio. Like, she had two teenage children, and she was extremely attractive, which, in reality, she wasn't, if you know what I mean. But, you know, if you're going to look at someone for four hours a day and talk to them and they're cardboard, they might as well be good-looking. Exactly, if you have a choice. Yeah. Always a bit a bit upsetting when you met the real listeners. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm treading down a very dangerous road here. <laughs> Some of them were gorgeous. There you go. Just just to make it safer. Because I think I was working for Bell then and I'm working for Bell now. And I'm just thinking this could be dangerous. Yeah, actually, they're all gorgeous. And so is all of our listeners, including you. I have no idea. Um, oh, here we go. At least when it's minus 40, people stay home and don't wander around outside like a bunch of... I can't say that word. I especially like the losers who live at the Tim Hortons parking lot all summer, says that person. Amen. Pat is 100% correct. Thank you. Pat for explaining it to Vinny for me. Oh, that's the original person. Yeah. Yeah, I just disagree. Which does sometimes make me question why I live here. <laughs> no, I just like being warm. It just makes me happy. I prefer to be warm over than cold, but I feel like heat is almost torturous yeah. when it gets in excess. But once it gets, you know, too cold, more clothes. Let's, let's broaden this out to our listener. And uh, I want you to tell me your thoughts on 71010. I'm really interested because I actually wonder if I'm in the minority now. I always assumed I wasn't, as it's so many things in life. 71010, minus 40, plus 40 Celsius. And um, you have access to the things that can either, A, cool you down or warm you up as needed. And let's just say they're both quite sunny. Good. Next. Uh, did it. I did my census. Oh, it's emotional. So the census, if you don't know, is something that went out to some households here in Canada. One in four households were mailed the 2016 census Canada-wide, I believe. I got lucky. Yeah. It was supposed to be filled out and done by May the 10th. I finished it this week. Am I a rebel? Am I an anarchist? Am I a revolutionary? Not really. No, just a procrastinator, really. Um, in fact, if there was a ranking on procrastination, I'd be dressed as procrastinator general. Although I might not get around to buying the uniform. Um, but I am a multitasking procrastinator. I can put off all kinds of things at the same time. I put the pro in procrastinate. <laughs> yeah. Are you a procrastinator? Here's five signs in case uh, in case you wanted to know. Here's five signs that you might be a procrastinator. I can't be bothered. Let's do that later. Uh, but anyway, for those of uh, of us that aren't procrastinators, there were very eager Canadians to fill out the census. Uh, it came by post or mail, as you call it, and then you could you could either mail it back if you were old school. If you're a new school techno whiz geeky dude, then you could do it online. Uh, for some Canadians, waiting a whole week for census day came as too much to bear. Canadians responded in such high numbers when this started a few weeks ago, the site was overwhelmed with enthusiasm. And it crashed in the first few days. Go stats, can. It was up again in no time, though. Some people did them by mail. Uh, some people were really proud of it. One tweeter posted a picture of herself filling it out and said, Nerd party for one. Filled out the census. 
yay for evidence-based policy, which I actually really get on board with. Yeah. Because the point of all this is that you might learn that you need a, I don't know, new school in your area or to eradicate the pointless and rather annoying monopoly that is the LCBO. Yes, please. Uh, both versions of the census are mandatory, and if you don't do it, you'll be lashed. Oh, sorry. Saudi Arabia. Um, both versions of the census are mandatory, and failing to provide census information could uh, get you a fine of up to 500 Canadian dollars, which, if you're listening in America, is about four. Uh, but they can, actually. They can put you in, in They can prison you. They can incarcerate you for up to three months or both. Imagine that. You forgot to, well, forgot, or I should imagine definitely on purpose didn't fill out some paperwork. You end up in the slammer and 500 bucks worse off. And I thought there was some irony in this because one of the questions that I was asked during the census was, do you suffer from anxiety? No, but since you threatened jail, hello. So I said yes to that. My favourite question on the census was uh, that was mailed out to my downtown Toronto address, by the way, was, do you live on a farm? Uh, if, the Can <laughs> if the Canadian government think that there's a farm near the CN Tower where I live, they do need a census. They do. Also, it makes me question my whole taxes. Uh, let's take a call, because I sometimes ignore you, and frankly, I love you dearly. So let's talk to uh, Mike in Toronto. Plus 40 or minus 40? Your well, preference, please. Uh, this is Mike, and I'm not in Toronto. I'm in Waterloo. Oh, but, my, my uh, apologies. Uh, I lived in northern Ontario for three winters, mm. and I was born and raised down here, and I can sum it up in two words. Mm. The difference. Eye candy. <laughs> Are you saying that you'd rather plus 40 because you're... Absolutely, because there's only so far they can go. <laughs> and I can put up with a lot. Wow. You've uh, got that beautiful balance between uh, being uh, a bit of a creep and uh, a regular there you man. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm open about it. Yeah, no, no, that's why I love you, Mike. And frankly, I think we should all be. Can I actually, since you've opened up, let me do the same. I was out in Ottawa last night. I honestly don't think I've ever seen that many attractive people. Why did uh, I ever leave uh, there? They all came from. Uh, they all came from across the border. From across the border. Yeah, they do though. They do. Yeah, they really do. There's just so many gorgeous and, and that's uh, Quebecers. This used to be. Is it still over there in Gatineau? Yeah, well, it's changed a bit over the years because Gatineau used to be where you used to go to go out because the drinking age was lower and it, yeah. the time was later. So I used to be able to stay out till three. And then Ontario woke up and thought, oh, yeah, actually, we could, uh, we could uh, do it a little bit later. So they changed from, like, one in the morning to uh, two in the morning. At least you can buy beer in convenience stores in Gatineau. Yes, yes, this is true. Which seems to me so and Mike and most of other people with brains to be quite sensible. Absolutely. Thanks for calling, mate. Uh, cheerio. Bye -bye. I like him. He's nice. And he used cheerio in the right context. If you're listening to last week's show, you'll know that a great deal of Canadians come up to me and say, cheerio. And I say, bye then. <laughs> uh, I'd rather be too cold than too hot, says someone. You can layer your clothing, wear blankets, get a hot drink, and it's much easier to be comfortable when you're too cold. If That's exactly my point. If you're too hot, it's a lot of work to get comfortable. Yeah, actually. I'm not moving. And then uh, someone, and this is not me, by the way. I'm not making up this text because if I said this, I'd be shot. But I think I'm allowed to read it out. Is there any eye candy in northern Ontario that isn't missing teeth? That's not very nice. I'm definitely allowed to say that because I come from a country with horrific dental health care. So, playing that card. <laughs> Thank you.
You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. That's where you are, and it's a love and a joy to have you. I embrace you warmly, but not in a creepy way, hopefully, maybe occasionally. It's fine, nine. 416 if you want to call in uh, and we get time. But first, we're going to speak to Amanda Capido. She's a legend, but she's not here. She's very lazy. What are we going to do about it? Hello, Vinny. Hello, mate. Why aren't you here? You used to come in, you used to hold me, you used to love me. What happened? <laughs> okay, next week I will be there to love and caress you. Good. All right, that's <laughs> recorded. We the petting as we do this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, how are you? Where are you? Um, I was in Collingwood all weekend, so just enjoying the, the sunny weather. Amanda Capito uh, quite often takes a, a deep desire in news and explains things in an easy-to-absorb way. Uh, tell me what's happening today, if you can. Okay, there's two stories that involve cats, so the theme of cats is prevalent in the news. Um, first story has to do with a man trying to sell a cat on Kijiji. And so he was in the Young and Finch area, 52 Mm. years old, Mm. and a woman went over, 26 years old. And now, I don't want to be victim-blaming here, but this story really irks me, and it just boggles my mind how these things still happen. So, of course, you're buying something off Kijiji. She Mm. shows up alone to this man's house. All right, fine. You know, you want to go see the cat. It's at the house. You can't meet in a public area. I get that. She agrees to buy the cat. Now, according to police, she went in. She started having food and drinks with the guy. Allegedly, he drugged her. She started feeling unwell, so she goes to lie in his bed, and then he's now being charged for sexual assault. Okay. All right. Hang so... on. Yeah. All right. So let's go through that to start with. Let's let's take that apart piece by piece. Admittedly, okay. I've just heard this from you, but I'm I'm going to go. I mean, that that's what's been released to the media, is it? That's that's fact. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, buying a cat on Kijiji. Step yeah. one. I'm all right with that. Any problems with that so far? No. Fine. Okay. Cracking. Easy. Yeah. Step two. Arrive at a dude's house. And what what exactly happens at that point? So now, I, it's, it's you know, it's made, it seems like she's met the cat. She liked the cat. She agrees to buy the cat. Okay. So going in seems, okay, are we both all right with that? Yeah. Like, ideally, if you could bring someone with you, that would be That would be that ideal. Would be ideal. Yeah, that would be ideal. Go, I get why you have to go to the house. You don't want to bring a cat out. Mm-hmm. Of its home, so fine. That's fine. Okay, so I think I'm. I'm so far. I agree with you. I think that's adequate. I'm not sure if my girlfriend said that she was going to buy a cat. I'd say, well, make sure you go in and sit down. But you know, that's all right. That doesn't seem to be too crazy. Step three has a drink, an alcoholic drink. It's not specified, but food and drinks were had. Right. Well, that's now. This is for me. I'm. I'm branching off here already. What are you doing having food? What's going on yeah. there? No, that's weird to me. It's weird. I would not a complete stranger, and you're in his house. Yeah. So, oh, thanks for the cat. Like, it looks great. Has had its shots. How much is it? Uh, how old is it? Have you got any paperwork? Do you want some cheese and biscuits? No. No, yeah. I was here for the cat. <laughs> right. No. Uh, do you want some fish and chips or anything? No, no again, the, the cat. You can give me a can of cat food for the road, <laughs> but I'm drawing the line there. Right. Okay, so then, feel- so, so then step four, which so we're already off at step three. But step four, yeah. I feel a bit weird. Can I lie down on your bed? Ah, gosh, I don't understand how this happens. I don't think so. So no. this, if this ends up, so this is going to end up in court then, is it? Yeah, he's been charged with sexual assault. Well, so we're going to... 
I, I mean, you're not even going to need a good lawyer for this, I don't think. I know. You don't even need to go for Gomeshi's lawyer on this. You could just no. find some dude on the side of the street. Hi, you I... ever been to court? Can you talk? <laughs> Great. I hate to laugh at this. It just it boggles my mind, especially because, you know, you, you hear these, like, this has been one of the, uh, all the whole thing about meeting up with people online and Kijiji and Craigslist, like, this is not new. Yeah. This is this has been around. Yeah. Oh, it's been around forever. It's forever. Yeah. Come on. You hear these things all the time. Like, so I, there's people that set up false addresses, for example. So you go round to this house that you've met some, well, that you've uh, communicated with someone online. You knock on the door and you say, I'm here to pick up whatever. The person knows that you've got, for example, 500 bucks cash because you've already organised it for whatever the item is. Turns out it's not the right house because uh, it's just a random address. So then that person is watching you and they're watching yeah. you walk away from that door and they know you've got 500 bucks. So you're a yeah. sitting duck, right? Yep. So you've got to be really, really alert to this stuff. This is not yeah. the first time. We haven't just invented the bloody internet. I know, I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. So it makes your head shake. We'll and... be, I'll be very interested to uh, follow this case. Cat story two, please. Cat story two is that... There was, it's, there's a lot of questions around this situation, but what police are saying is that um, in Riverside, there was gunshots through a door that went into a house and shot a cat. And a woman in her 30s came home to find the cat with a bullet hole in its stomach. And all day they were saying the cat was going to be okay, and now they just released that the cat died. This isn't the same cat as, as Cat Story 1, is it? Uh, no, but, I mean, first off, two odd cat stories back-to-back. Back. Yeah. And, but, and also, the, the weird thing is that the, the door was, like, was, there were two doors. It was, like, a screen door and then a door door. The, it appeared that the screen door was opened, like, the gunman opened the first door and then shot through the second door. Like, a very deliberate shooting through this door. Well, I mean, stranger things have happened, you know. The Mexican the drug cartels of often use pets to deliver a message. Could it be that, do we think? I don't, yeah, this is like Godfather stuff where where there's a horse head in the bed. Yeah, well, sadly, yeah. I mean, it, it delivers a pretty powerful message if you owe someone money, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah so it's an odd one. And, and even to know, yeah, that's why I don't understand if it was really aiming for the cat, so he was, aim- he was aiming, he or she, I should say, gunman was aiming low and hoping for the cat, or, was, or were they going for something else? I just, the statistical likelihood awesome. of shooting randomly into a house and hitting a cat is... <laughs> That's right, like, how did that happen? <laughs> monumentally low. I, and I'm shaking I, my head at all these stories. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with all the cat news? Tonight in Cat News on News Talk 1010. <laughs> First, a cat story with a woman that shouldn't have done what she did. Secondly, a shot cat in a bizarre way. I don't know. Very peculiar. Yeah. Will it come in threes or nines? Oh, if it's is cats. there another? <laughs> nine. I have no idea. Yeah, keep out. Keep an eye out for the cat news. All right, I'll, t- I'll finish um, on a, on a third story. It's a okay. It's a python, not a cat. You right with that? I I can do that. Yeah. All right. It's just I was worried that your OCD might kick in through the deviation <laughs> of the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Python penis. A Thai man is recovering in hospital this week after a three-metre python emerged from a squat toilet and sank its teeth into his penis. Now, you've, um, you haven't got a penis, but you've used a 
Well, I presume. Uh, but you've used a squat toilet before because you've travelled a lot. So you know what they are, don't you? Yes, I do. Right, it's just what you think it is if you haven't used one. Well, let's not go into graphic detail. It's not It's not the way that I'd like to go. Uh, yeah. The man said the python... Speaking of which, this also isn't the way I'd like to go. The man said the python yanked very hard and he and his wife tried to wrestle it off. Doctors say he lost a lot of blood in the ordeal but is now making a good recovery. Uh, workers in the end dismantled the toilet and extracted the python that had slithered through domestic plumbing. It was released back into the wild, which is weird. Because, I, I mean, I don't advocate violence to any animal, and some of this, what we've just discussed, is quite upsetting. But if you if you had a, a, a snake chomp on your watsits, you'd want to give it a slap, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I would. They, mm. wait, they chose to release it to the wild? Yeah, but then, you know, it's not the snake's fault, is it? Just saw something yeah. look quite exciting. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So, wait, is, does he still have everything there? Good question, Amanda. I'm glad you asked. This is why you're <laughs> thorough. <laughs> um, I'm concerned. He said, I felt as though my penis had been severed. The snake was yanking very hard. Uh, <laughs> and not in a good way. As the <laughs> python tried to pull him down, his wife uh, and neighbours heard him screaming. I bet he was screaming. Because you wouldn't be uh, shouting, would you? You'd be screaming. No. Like, this is next level. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Time Media published images of uh, Mr. Ataporn's blood-splattered toilet. Really? Oh, my God. Does the God, world wow. need that? I'd rather see... Unnecessary. Oh. I'd rather see more Absolutely. images of uh, Prince William's son. I've never said that before. <laughs> anyway, long story short, doctors say, in answer to your question, doctors say the man is recovering well. He is, he said, they said he's got a really good attitude. Even though his wife and children were in shock, he's been smiling and giving interviews from his hospital bed. <laughs> Good for him. You know, that's what you got to do. you got to take what you get and work with it. And you'll be pleased to hear that not only is he making a good recovery, he's decided to replace his squat toilet with a regular toilet. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's a sign. If you've never used a squat toilet, by the way, it's hor- horrifying. I-, I think I'd rather be stuck in an elevator with Kanye West. <laughs> now, that's crazy. That's bonkers. They strip <laughs> you of your dignity. It's, they're, they're so undignified. It's like waking up from a dream where you've accidentally turned up to work naked, but it has the disadvantage <laughs> of being real life. I feel like you're exaggerating, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, it's probably easier for a... There's no truth in that. No. Oh, no, it would be a little bit. Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. <laughs> Before we get into the, into exactly. the new shows of, of how we squat. I already feel somewhat bad about not giving enough empathy to the dead cat, and now I'm in some der- terrible, <laughs> dangerous territory. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Amanda. It's a joy and a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, Vinny. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Aren't she lovely? Uh, when we come back, we talk about caking. That's the art of throwing a cake at someone to protest in a political way. Yeah, there's a German opposition leader that's had chocolate cake shoved at her. And slightly more controversial um, and a bit annoying, to, actually that puts it very mildly, is a billboard that's gone up in North Carolina. We explore what it says. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. That's a new one. She's got an invite via text. Hi, Vinny. Are you coming to the Riverdale Street Fest on June the 4th? Lots of food and drinks. Patty, are you coming to? Uh, is that an invite? It's a bit of a weird invite. Patty, rephrase it as, would you like to come to as my honoured guest and radio friend? And then I will not only come, but I'll have a pint with you. Um, but I didn't know about it. But yeah, I'll come along if you want something to do. 
What was I going to talk about? Um, oh, I suppose I should wedge this in humiliatingly for everyone, apart from me, who's selling out enormously. Wouldn't it be great if you could uh, get all your artwork and photographs and put it on a canvas? Pat, what do you think of that idea? That sounds good to me, but I doubt anybody's uh, doing it locally for uh, cheap, that's for sure. Well, no, the problem with all those online companies, you send your image off and then it comes through the mail, it's probably battered, the colours don't look good, it's so difficult. I wish you could just pay on pickup somewhere. That'd certainly be the most convenient thing for me. Mm. Why don't we get together and take a photograph of ourselves and then blow it up on canvas? Let me just Google a company that might help us out. Looks like the best result, according to reviews at least, is MrPhotoCanvas.com. Did you get that? MrPhotoCanvas.com? MrPhotoCanvas.com says here, probably, that it gets all your artwork and photos, puts them on canvas, and you pay on pickup. That way there's no risk whatsoever. Handy. Nothing to do with me. Uh, Homosexuality is an abomination. Do not take that out of context, please. Wait, me, wait for me to finish. <laughs> Absolutely the opposite of my belief, and uh, I can't believe that anyone on this planet still has that belief, but some people do. A dude in uh, North Carolina, unsurprisingly, has uh, got this view, and not just uh, keeping it to himself, of course. Why not put it on a billboard? Oh, my God, I'm going to be sick. Let's listen. The sign has many residents outraged, but tenant your size Joe Fisher tells us the man who paid for the sign stands by his decision to put it up. Joe? Stephanie Laurel, one resident says this billboard is an embarrassment to the community. Jim Leggett, though, feels homosexuality is becoming too accepted in our society. A new billboard off NC-17 now welcomes drivers into Edenton, North Carolina. It's shocking. You know. I would say it's very divisive um, and also not very loving. The sign asks, which is truth? Homosexuality is lawful or homosexuality is an abomination? Are we going to follow what man says and their laws or what God says? Jim Leggett says he paid for the sign that's been up for about two weeks. In that time, he says he's gotten more complaints than support. I'm not going to soften that truth. I'm not going to take the sign down. I think it is relevant and good, and we need to think about that. Some in town say he has every right to have the billboard. And, and they got a right, you know, to feel the way they want to feel about something. So, I mean, it didn't strike me negative, you know, positive. Stephanie and Jonah Bishop, though, say the sign is offensive and sends the message that homosexuals are not welcome in Edenton. Why spend the money for a billboard like that? Leggett says he's using the money he would otherwise give to his church to spread his message in hopes of sparking a conversation. It may not change their thinking, their attitude. They may just go on with the life as it is and, oh well. You know. And I did speak to Edenton's town manager today. She says her office has received some calls to complain about the sign, but it's a First Amendment issue and she says the town can't do a thing about it. Leggett says he has a lease on that sign and it will be up for at least two more months. I'm Joe Fisher, 10 on your side. So just to recap on that, in case you think you're uh, listening to some sort of fantasy radio station, there is a man in North Carolina today, 2016, not 1916, who um, feels quite strongly that homosexuality is abomination, so has put it on a sign outside his property, which happens to be and just as you drive into a town. So you, you have to admit it does look a little bit as if it is the view of the town. Uh, because he wanted to start a conversation, which he's evidently done quite successfully, because I'm talking about it in Canada. And so I thought about writing a bit about this, um, 
And then I was speaking to a friend of mine in Ottawa about this idiot, and um, he said, oh, this reminds me of the West Wing. Now, I've never seen the West Wing, so we looked for a particular clip, and this clip does a better job of answering to Jim Leggett and his idiotic sign than I could ever do. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you a clip from the West Wing to, uh, to counteract the stupidity that you've just heard. I like your show. I like how you call homosexuality an abomination. I don't say homosexuality is an abomination, Mr. President. The Bible does. Yes, it does. Leviticus. 18.22. Chapter and verse. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions while I had you here. I'm interested in selling my youngest daughter into slavery, as sanctioned in Exodus 21.7. She's a Georgetown sophomore, speaks fluent Italian, always cleared the table when it was her turn. What would a good price for her be? While thinking about that, can I ask another? My chief of staff, Leo McGarry, insists on working on the Sabbath. Exodus 35.2 clearly says he should be put to death. Am I morally obligated to kill him myself, or is it okay to call the police? Here's one that's really important, because we've got a lot of sports fans in this town. Touching the skin of a dead pig makes one unclean. Leviticus 11.7. If they promise to wear gloves, can the Washington Redskins still play football? Can Notre Dame? Can West Point? Does the whole town really have to be together to stone my brother John for planting different crops side by side? Can I burn my mother in a small family gathering for wearing garments made from two different threads? Think about those questions, would you? One last thing. While you may be mistaking this for your monthly meeting of the ignorant, tight-ass club, in this building when the president stands, nobody sits. Poetry from the West Wing. And save me a bit of work as well. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Text so far. That was an awesome clip. So many bigots and hypocrites rely on religion, says someone. And someone else said, I I love the West Wing. Seen every single episode. Best thing on TV. I might get into it just on that clip alone. I've never seen it. So uh, don't mind if I do. For those of you that hack um, British television through um, various means that you can do nowadays, or pay for it if you can do such a thing, um, can I recommend something on the TV that's just totally blown my mind recently? It's called The A Word. The A Word. It's a drama. It's on BBC. It was on uh, the BBC. I'm sure you can get it online somehow or through some means, if you know what I mean. Um, and I think it's one of the best things that's ever been done for television. It studies a family in the Lake Districts of the UK, uh, of, of England, and um, their battles to cope when they learn that their son has autism, which is obviously an extremely dark topic, but in classic British style they've somehow managed to make it not only very dark but also extremely light at times as well so it really plays with a sort of excellent working of a script so it's it's got comedy injected into it and some very bleak moments in time as well it's absolutely phenomenal television the best thing I've seen since since, uh, Breaking Bad so I'll say it again the A word the A word on BBC absolutely blown my mind recently Uh, caking do you want a cake you know, if you went up to a German opposition leader today and said, uh, would you like a chocolate cake? She'd probably say, hmm, I wouldn't mind a slice. 
If you said, do you want one shoved in your face when you're not expecting it, I'm going to go ahead and say she'd say no. But that's what happened. A German opposition leader today had a chocolate cake shoved in her face in an apparent protest over her stance on migrants. Sarah Wagenknecht... Pretty sure that's it. Let's call her Sarah. Uh, is a prominent member of Germany's far left Linke party, which was meeting uh, when the attack took place in a, in a German town. She was called for a limit on the number of refugees Germany should accept. She called for that limit fairly recently. She said it a few times. I think we should limit the amount of refugees that Germany should accept, which has put her at odds with others in her party. So a group calling itself the Anti-Fascist Initiative cake for misanthropists, distributed flyers pointing to her position on migrants as their motive. But as well as distributing flyers, cake for misanthropists uh, decided it would be a good idea to cake her in the face. So it's gone viral, as it would, of course. Uh, The poor woman was sitting there minding her own business and she got a chocolate cake in the face and they really got her. They really, really got her. She is completely and utterly brown and dripping of chocolate cake afterwards. So it's a bit sad, but you're going to see it online because that's the sort of thing that goes very, very viral. Uh, A German says there should be a limit on the number of refugees in her country got caked in the face. Trump, however, says he wants a war with Mexico because they're sending their rapists over. He wants an unconstitutional ban on Muslims entering the USA. And he said, I'll look Syrian kids in the face and say, go home. And he hasn't even got an egging. Where is the justice? I'd happily throw all the uh, cake ingredients at Trump independently. You know what I mean? Particularly if it was a coconut cake. What joy. So there you go. Uh, An adaption of the King James Version of the Bible featuring emojis became available on iBooks today. (laughs) The book is called The Bible Emoji, a scripture for millennials, as in the number four. Uh, Its book cover features several emojis, two of which have halos. Uh, The book's online description says, A great and fun way to share the gospel. Explore all 66 books chronicling the stories of Abraham, Noah and Jesus like never before. Uh, The Bible's translator, I suppose you could call it, because it's been translated from text into emojis, says you can start with emojis that are really common. For instance, the earth emoji can mean a lot. It can mean the world, the planet or the earth. Eventually, to make this book, I created an actual translator program with a list of 80 different emoji icons and 200 corresponding words. In addition, I built in some shorthand so that and became ampersand. The translator revealed the website uh, today and the book that accompanies it. I've received lots of tweets, some very nice, some not so nice. He says, yeah, I bet. By not nice, he probably means death threats to him and his extended family, knowing the internet. Uh, But it's all, uh, he says, worth the goal of making the Bible more approachable to inject some levity and to get people to look at it with no particular agenda beyond that. So here's a little chapter for you. God emoji, which is a sort of halo-wearing happy face, saw the light bulb and it was thumbs up and God emoji divided the light bulb from the darkness. Yeah, I'm not sure it's radio-friendly. But you get the idea. Would you read that, Pat? No, I. Uh, that seems. I'm not religious at all, but that seems really trivializing and just pointless. Yeah. I think people who would enjoy an emoji Bible are the opposite 
of the kind of people you should be trying to attract to your religion. You would want people to take it more seriously, I just hope. Well, I I don't agree with you entirely because, but then I'm, I take the same stance as you as an atheist. However, I do think that if someone said, "You have to read the Bible, or I'm going to shoot you," I'd go for the emoji version. No, nah, I mean it's not the worst story. I would rather the original sort of King James one. I've, I it's went to take Catholic a while. school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I went to Catholic school and read some of it as well. But if Actually, you I, have to read it, you would want to just at least get something out of it. The Jesus parts are uh, very nice. He, you know, uh, money to the poor and tolerance and everything. Yes. You know, that's I'm, worthwhile. I'm going to just do a little rewind on what I just said because I've just realized that it probably sounded incredibly divisive and anti-religious when I said I'd... I'd you know, when I'd have to have a gun held at my head to read the Bible. It's not that I'm anti-religious, it's just that I'm a terrible reader and it's a long book. That's all it is. So before anyone says, oh, why are you always criticising religion? It's it's not that. I'm just lazy. That's all it is. So please don't take that to heart. The author, or the translator, was required to put his or her name forward when the book was released, or but said, uh, I don't want to be. So they've gone incognito on account of the fact that uh, online comments that have already been made by atheists and Christians alike have been incredibly nasty for, for him or her doing this. So, yeah, they've gone incognito, which I think is wise, because if, uh, well, I don't know, if you're going to extend this and do an emoji Quran, you maybe want to share a house with Selman Rushdie yeah. on a different planet. More than words. Yeah, exactly. So, there you are. I think I backed out of that quite well. Cut this out of the podcast. No one ever knows it happened. Perfect. I'll leave you with this light and fluffy little bit of news. Spelling. Uh, apparently, Google has finally, because we all wanted to know, released what people are Googling when it comes to spelling. Uh, Alaska can't spell Hawaii, and Massachusetts can't spell its own name. And nor can this host say it. What, Massachusetts? Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, they can't spell their own name, which is understandable. I'm sure we have the same thing in Mississauga. Uh, it's an aboriginal word. It's not natural for people to, who speak English to, you know, rifle that off. You'd think they'd squeeze that down to massa by now, wouldn't you? A lot of people do, I guess, refer to it as mass. I've heard it as chusits as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's people I think pulling your leg. <laughs> hey, who's this guy? He's English. He'll believe anything. You know what we do around here? I only just found out that it's not called Arkansas. <laughs> I did that on air as well about five years ago, actually. Arkansas. Whoops. Okay. Um, but anyway, the search engine used the top how to spell search results sorted by state and, and have released the whole thing. Apparently, no one knows how to spell either desert or dessert. We don't know which one because they're probably not spelling it right, if that makes any sense. Um, it might be the sandy thing or the sweet snack. They're not sure. And then uh, apparently, no one in America knows how to spell cancelled. Is it one L or two? Well, of course, here it's two, but there it's only one. Um, leprechaun tops the list of Googled words that need spelling in Utah and Arkansas. Those are famous Irish states, of course. Hawaii can spell Hawaii, unlike Alaska, which Googles it a lot. Uh, one of the most Googled words in Nevada is cousin. Come on. Yeah, honestly. The most Googled words that need spelling in Nevada... The phrase, how do you spell cousin? Oh, maybe it's because they confuse it with their wives. And uh, Ohio residents uh, Google how to spell banana the most, and no one knows why. 
Jeez. Yeah, there were no results for Canada published, but I would guess uh, from looking around, it would probably be colour and centre. That seems to be quite confusing to everyone. Right, that's it. Um, Pat, you're amazing. Well done. Jolly good work. Lovely button pushing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, you know, hopefully you weren't too offended by some of the things I said. And if you were, just put me in that pesky foreigner box. That's where I am quite comfortable. See you next week. (laughs) 